You're tuning in to the Bookmatic's Best Book Podcast, where you will discover author secrets from books that'll make you feel, grow, and learn. These authors are from all over the world, all different backgrounds, and you are sure to learn a whole lot from their personal experiences. So please enjoy, subscribe, and let's get into it. Hello, Bookmatic Lifelong Learners. Today we have a special guest, Marcy J. Keithley, the author of The Shoebox Effect. Uh, and I read this book like a few months ago, and I really enjoyed it because it's very, very unique in the fact that, well, um, you know, you, you've got all this pain hidden in a shoebox, which is basically the concept of the book. And uh, maybe Marcy can explain her, her book a, li a little bit better and more in depth. Uh, but I, I really love the, the aspects of the book, the exercises. Uh, a lot of the book was, was very useful for uh, uncovering your pain and trying to heal from that. So I'll let Marcy take over and explain a little bit about uh, who she is and a little bit about her book. Great. Thank you, man. I'm really excited to be here with you today. I appreciate all of your, uh, all the books and the lear lifelong learning that we're doing together. You've got some great things going on. So again, thanks for having me on. I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, the shoebox effect. This is my first book. Uh, it was released at the end of last year. Um, and I really wasn't an author by choice. The story actually came after me. And sometimes things from our past just won't stay quiet. And that's what led me to write this book. And it all started with an event where the universe, the universe actually just knocked over a shoebox and put it right in my face. And it was something that I had formed back in the late 70s when I had attempted to heal myself from uh, a painful event that happened to me. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I, uh, I, re I reside here in Southern Indiana across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm a retired bank manager. So this was a, this is a brand new career for me and sharing my story, but it's, it's just mm -hmm. one that it was just, like I said, it was just too important to keep quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the title of your book is very interesting because you think, okay, what, what does this have to do with shoe boxes? And uh, so obviously you kind of explain that in the book, but the thing that I really enjoyed is, well, the fact that it could be a literal shoe box. In your case, it was a literal shoe box. And in other people's cases, it could be a figurative shoe box. We're hiding all That's these correct. like painful experiences away in the back of our closet or in the back of our mind. So um, that was a very unique aspect of your book. And uh, I feel like people could really benefit from reading that and discovering their pain and experiencing it from your perspective, right? Uh, reading through this book is like a story. Um, you wrote it out like a story, yet it has a whole lot of 
points in there where we, uh, learning points basically. So uh, my next question for you is who is this book for? This book is for anyone. Uh, it, it, has a, it has a strong adoption theme. However, it's written for anyone that wants to possibly explore their past. Maybe it's an unresolved, um, a painful wound. It could be trauma. It could be anyone that just wants to dig deep and know and you know do some personal growth. And this this book initially started out as just a straight memoir. But when I got into the heart of the story, I realized there were too many life lessons in it to just be a memoir and set on a shelf to where a handful of people read it. Um, so I wrote it not for myself, but for the reader. Because the reader, while you're reading my story, which is a combination of memoir and self-help, it's a hybrid, you're going to be able to reflect. Any, anyone that reads this is going to do some deep self-reflection themselves. They're going to see themselves in their past and they're mm -hmm. going to go, oh, that reminds me of a time when, and it gives them the opportunity at the end of each chapter to do that self-reflection with the points to ponder. And there's a little, uh, also some room to, to write some notes, uh, but it's really for any, anyone who basically enjoys nonfiction, wants to learn and grow and wants to dig deep inside themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And your, your book itself is kind of like a reflection. <laughs> it, it really is like a reflection. So uh, it, for those people out there that are not really used to reflecting on their own thoughts, you kind of show the reader how to reflect, which is really yes. cool, even though you're not directly telling them how to reflect. And yeah, the, at the end of each chapter, those, uh, little places where you can write are very, very, very helpful. So I'm glad that you, uh, you included that in your book. So uh, yeah, and uh, maybe, maybe to elaborate a little bit, what do you want people to get from your book? Because I know that you, you talk a lot about adoption because that was your issue. Um, maybe you want to elaborate a little bit more on that point. Yes, I think the, what I would like for the reader to take away and get from this is freedom. It's peace. It's standing in your whole truth. A lot of us will wander this earth and there's a certain part of us that stays hidden and thus the shoebox effect. And it could be a physical shoebox, a spiritual one, an emotional one. All of us have something that's either unresolved or gnawing at us. Maybe, maybe it could be even something from a, a regret. But I, for the reader, I would like for them to, to take away that there is freedom. You don't have to be looking over your shoulder. You can face down your fears. You know, many stories of success start with an individual who's, you know, ignoring the call of his ability, their innate ability. And in many cases, we don't find that because we have this unresolved issue in our past. But the, the, the universe won't stay quiet for long and it will come knocking. So mm -hmm. that resistance is just actually, it, it just has very concrete consequences. And you know, many of us have been called out of hiding and that I was one of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So do you think uh, if, if the person is having a, uh, a mindset that is kind of closed off to the issues that they've been experiencing, uh, do you think that that calling of the universe would not come if that person doesn't accept and open up to the pain they've experienced? I know that's a difficult question, but you know, the <laughs> yeah. universe can knock for a very long time. A very point we finally open our ears and our minds. So, and I, I like I said, I, I lived it firsthand. So I truly believe in that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And that's uh, the good thing about your book too, is it, it will help people who are not used to opening up. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I love that aspect. So another question for you is, um, if there were only one thing the reader could take away, this might be a very difficult question for you to answer, because uh, there are many things, but if there were one thing from your book, what would it be? That there's magic in your mess that you, you can take the most difficult of the situation in your life and avoid it for a long period of time. But if you actually get in it, set it in your mess and do the work, you will find opportunities and peace beyond your dreams, your wildest dreams. Mm -hmm. Even the mistakes. And we have to look for those opportunities and mistakes. Mm -hmm. So I would, that's what I would say. Very good advice. Very good advice. So yeah, uh, get the book for sure. The Shoebox Effect by uh, Marcy J. Keithley, because you you really will enjoy it and uh, learn a whole lot from it. Uh, but yeah, we definitely have a few more questions for you today. So uh, let's get into the next one. How or who are you helping before and after you have published this book? Oh, well, obviously the number one a group of individuals that I do help is the adoption community. And that could be an adult adoptee, that could be a, uh, a member of the first family, like a mom who has relinquished a child. It could even be an adoptive parent who has a child and maybe is, is struggling, maybe with a teenager. Um, but it you know, it, I could, again, I'm, I'm helping others this week as an example of, uh, and of all things, uh, they are death investigators. And you would think, well, why would somebody want to talk about the, you know, want me to speak on the shoebox effect to that type of a group? Uh, but again, an, un an unresolved past or a trauma that has not been fully treated, it affects your personal and professional life. And it, it may show up very boldly. It may be over a period of time, but eventually that the foundation will start to crack and it will surface if it's not tended to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can help people from all different types of walks. Okay. So do you do a uh, coaching of some sort or um, yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I do some life coaching. Um, 
my clients and, and the, the clients that I speak to are those individuals that have been walking around telling themselves their, their story in their head that was false. They're living lives that are based on just something that they've told themselves. It's their own made up story and it's not actually serving them in any healthy, healthy way at all. So I help them to rewrite that story and it doesn't actually have to be a physical book, but it could just be how they view themselves. We talk about um, shame, guilt, regret, their self-sabotage, uh, the imposter syndrome. We've all experienced those at one period in our lives. So I, I help uh, men and women overcome some of those right. deep. Right. Yeah. And those are some themes. Those are, I would say, some major themes going on in, in your book, because uh, uh, I don't know if you want to give this away. Uh, do you want to give any story plots away? <laughs> oh, well, I, I could give a, a little bit um, yeah, I, away. I and that listeners would love to hear that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if I may just back up a little bit for your viewers that We'll expand a little bit more on the shoebox effect and exactly what it is. So that, that kind of leads up to the plot. Um, you know, the shoebox effect is an actual term and it's an insurance term. And back back in the 90s, we when you went to the doctor or the hospital, you used to, you used to pay for your services and you would get a receipt and a lot of people would put them in a shoebox and keep them. You, you submitted them to the insurance company at the end of the year to be reimbursed. And a lot of people forgot to do that. So the insurance companies made millions of money uh, on the, because those claims were never submitted. And I use that analogy because that's what we do in our everyday life. Is we take those, you know, those memories, those painful memories, and we want to hide them away. Some of us put them in a shoebox or a similar, like I said, it could be emotional or spiritual. And in my case, it was a physical shoebox. So the rediscovery of that shoebox in my closet in the fall of 2007 tipped the scales and forced me to come to face to face with an unresolved issue in my past. And that was the, the surrendering of my, my baby to adoption in 1978 during the closed adoption era, where you knew nothing. So that was my, you know, the, the thing that was haunting me day in and day out. Um, and I had to come to terms with that. And that event in my closet forced me to say, okay, this is the time. I was at a crossroads in my life in my closet in 2007. I was at the height of a, a successful financial career and on the outside world, the out to the outside world, I had it all. I had the six figure salary, the fantastic financial career, the Lexus in the driveway, a great marriage, but it was all built on a lie. Mm. And I thought as long as I was successful on the outside, I had made it. I had was living the American dream, but Matt, on the inside, I was, I was broken. Mm. And I learned that you can be broken and successful at the same time. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so that moment in my closet changed my life and it set me on a path not only to find the daughter, but I found the birth father who happened to be my first love. And we married a short four months later and found our daughter and she comes to live with us. 
and that's really not a, a giveaway because that isn't even the heart of the story. That's just the beginning because mm -hmm. it's what I learned afterwards and how I'm helping people today uh, just from that one event, that one moment. And now we have this outreach. I have a not-for-profit not organization that's reaching countless people, not only here in Indiana, but across the United States and the world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. You know, reading your book, that was an issue that I did not really realize existed until you brought it up. The fact that you found your, your um, daughter was up for abdo uh, adoption and then she came, you know, you found her, but the conditions that she lived in yes. were not good, right? Yes. Yeah, we're so not, that, that was actually very surprising. And that's the thing. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Because, because society has this opinion of just what adoption is and it's unicorns and rainbows and you're saving a baby from um, you know, a difficult situation. Um, but what a lot of individuals do not realize is that adoption begins in a loss. It begins in the loss or the severing of the relationship between a mother and her child, her original family, mothers, Grand, grandparents, siblings, cousins. It truly begins in a loss. And not every baby that's placed in a home goes into, has that fantastic life that we were promised. We're all human. Adoptive parents can and have lost just, just like the rest of us. I mean, they can lose their jobs. They can become alcoholics. You know, anything can happen to them as well. And, but back in the day, when I say closed records, that means you don't know anything. As a mother, I didn't know where my child went. I don't know who, what type of a family she went into. I didn't know if she was healthy or happy. And she wasn't told anything about me. So you can, and you can go into the best of families and still have questions. Someone created you. You know, you have an extended family out there somewhere. Um, and it's only human nature to say, who am I? Where did I come from? Why was I placed for adoption? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, that was definitely one of the biggest aspects about your book that stood out to me. Like, even though it doesn't connect with, with me personally, because, well, I'm not adopted and I don't have any children that were adopted or anything like that. But uh, it's still connected with me on a very emotional level. And I think uh, the listeners and watch viewers out there uh, could also relate to that. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much for telling your story. Uh, that's, that's the unique thing about these types of books, uh, self-help books, nonfiction books, is even though the topic may be somewhat similar to a bunch of other books out there, the story is different. The personal experience is different. So we get to know about you. We get to know who you are. We get to know your situation and we can try our best to relate to that situation. So yeah, thank you again for sharing about your life. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's also another strong theme in the book and that's grief. 
and there's different types of grief. And I experienced both disenfranchised grief because I was never allowed to grieve the loss of, of my daughter because of the, the era that I grew up in, in the, in the seventies. It was a, don't talk about it. Don't mention it. It was very shameful. And then there's the grief of, you know, losing so many family members that I, that I write about in the book as well. And how we come back from, from loss. And um, so th there's a, a very strong second theme in that book as well. Mm -hmm, for sure. Which we've all experienced. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, um, lot or not one of the question. So, uh, go ahead, Marcy. Sorry. I was just going to mention one thing to, uh, to the viewers as well. Is oh, in, yeah. in my journey, and this was took me a ten year ten years to write this book, and uh, to um, come to this point. In my journey, you would also find out that I wasn't the only one that kept a shoebox. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the only family family member that did exactly what I did because they didn't know what to do with shame. They didn't know what to do with their pain and how they could park it and live their life. So you're also discover two other family members that during my research and during my journey, that 10 year journey, I come to get answers that I've always wanted to know about myself and my own family as a result, mm -hmm. again, of this event in 2007. Yeah, and it just yeah, amazes yeah. me when I look back at all the lives that have been changed because of that one event. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right, good. So, uh, second to last question is, uh, why should people buy your book? Why should people, why should people buy the book? Oh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great story. Um, <laughs> of course, yeah. every author says that, right? Yes. It's unique. It's unique. It's very unique. It's, uh, it's a tearjerker for sure but it also has so many uplifting and uh, inspiration. It's full of inspiration. It's full, full of courage, perseverance, resilience. Um, it's just a new, for, for a lot of people that don't know anything about adoption, um, it gives them, they'll, they'll learn a lot about adoption. But I think more than anything is, you stop and think about the time that we're the times that we're living in today with COVID and it's been such a difficult year for 2020. This book will take you away deep within yourself while you're, and I'm giving you a front row ticket to my life and showing you it's okay to fail. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to lose. I can show you the way back. And I can show you to stand in that beautiful sacred place. It's all gone. All that, all that suffering, you, you don't have to suffer. <clears throat> so yeah, and it's a and it's a, like I said, it's a great story. So um, the um, USA Today picked it up and then the Daily Mail picked it up. And so I thought, wow, I, I didn't really believe that there was going to be that much interest in it, but there actually was. And it got picked up in globally as well. So yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, there's a copy all the way over here in Indonesia, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't know if it's at any bookstores over here, uh, but yeah, maybe someday it will be for sure.
<laughs> we've got import bookstores over here in Indonesia. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure people over here would be interested in reading something like it as well. So yeah, uh, it's it's been awesome having you on. Um, I would like to ask you if, if there's anything else that you would like to add that you would like to say to the audience. Yes, I would like to leave the audience with one thing if I could indulge, indulge us here and just read a little bit uh, from the end of the book. Would that be all right with you? Oh yeah, that's great. This just take me just a few minutes, but I just really think this is, a, this is an important takeaway. Mm -hmm. um, I want you to know this. There's magic in your mess. You may have to sit in it for a bit or sift through all the broken pieces of your life, but those dis dysfunctional shards and your distorted sense of self are actually the makings of a new, stronger, and better you. Whether your pain came from the heartache of a lost love, divorce, a financial mess, regret from poor choices, or anything else, we've all been through something. Life is messy. That's a fact. But that messiness offers you opportunities to regroup and stand in your sacred place. Denial is a mask the wounded wear. For me, once I shed the role of being the consummate actress and stepped into my truth, all of it, I was able to shed the emotional shackles that kept me a prisoner for decades. I finally found my clarity and my purpose. God doesn't promise us a hallmark ending but he does promise us he will never leave us during our darkest hours. Rethinking the shoebox effect saved my life and it can save yours too. If you are hurting and lost, grieving for the lost places of your past, know there is a way back to joy. The freedom you hunger for is hiding in plain sight. It's called the truth. All right, that's that's a really good, very powerful passage, and uh, you know that that's at the core of the book or the end of the book. So uh, that right there kind of tells you how powerful the book is and what you can learn from it. So I, I hope you all enjoyed this this uh, session with Marcy. And um, where can people find you? Like you have a newsletter, website, yes. social media platform. You can visit me at my website, which is my full name, uh, Marcy J. Keithley, um, M-A-R-C-I-E-J-K-E-I-T-H-L-E-Y. Uh, you can also, if you sign up, um, sign up on the, e oh, excuse me, on the website, you can download the first copy, the first chapter of the book for free. Uh, you can find me on my author page on Facebook, as well as my personal page, which is, again, my name. And then I'm also on Instagram at The Shoebox Effect and Twitter. Great. Yeah. And I will also include all of the links to her website and social medias in, in the description. So if you want to check out that newsletter and the first chapter of the book and her social media profiles, you can just click on the link down in the description, okay? So thank you so much for joining us, Marcy. We really appreciate it and we really enjoyed what you've had to tell us. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you having me on. All right, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs>